Thanks for tuning in to the IGM podcast. We're so glad you've decided to explore God's word with us. We look forward to connecting with you in email at infointegritygm.com or online at our website, www.integritygm.com. We hope this podcast encourages you to grow in the knowledge of God through His Word. Be blessed. I am so excited about coming back to the letter of Galatians and looking at the conclusion of this letter. Paul is writing to Gentile believers that have come into the kingdom of God. Not by the works of the law did they receive the Spirit, but by hearing with faith. By faith, we come to God. We have always come to God by His grace through faith. And now we have received the promises of God through faith, and a covenant relationship with God has been established among the Gentiles. And this is so incredible. We finished up chapter 5 about this life in the Spirit. It is a life in the Spirit as we walk in the Spirit that breaks down the deeds of the flesh, that it does not have control over our lives. We may struggle with the deeds of the flesh. We may see it pop its head up every once in a while where we sin against God. But as children of God who walk according to the fruit of the Spirit, we are not in bondage to the deeds of the flesh. So this is a change from the inside out. And now we're going to look at the conclusion of chapter 6. And we're going to start by reading the first 10 verses of Galatians chapter 6 and see what God is saying to us today. Brethren, even if anyone is caught in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. Each one looking to yourself, so that you too will not be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and thereby fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But each one must examine his own work, and then he will have reason for boasting in regard to himself alone, and not in regard to another. For each one will bear his own load. The one who is taught the word is to share all good things with the one who teaches him. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, this he also will reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Let us not lose heart in doing good. For in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary. So then, while we have opportunity... Let us do good to all people, and especially to those who are the household of the faith. Now, when we look back at these statements that Paul is saying, if anyone is caught in any trespass, again, emphasizing that as believers, it doesn't mean that we don't ever sin. We've been talking about the deeds of the flesh. We have been talking how the fruit of the Spirit is in opposition to the deeds of the flesh. So look at this. If anyone is caught in any trespass, some type of sin that a person, a believer, has committed. Restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. When you look back at what Jesus said and we look back at the fruit of the Spirit, one of the characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit is gentleness. So my reaction is not to go and to destroy them, but to restore them. And when we talk about restoration, the heart of every believer should be restoration, reconciliation. That's what Christ has done for us. He has reconciled us once and for all back to the Father. And so if we're operating in the fruit of the Spirit with gentleness, we'll go to them in private. 
then if that doesn't work, Jesus says we will go with them with the witnesses of two or three, and then we may have to bring it to the whole body. But the whole goal is restoration. Mm -hmm. And if it's restoration, we go to them with a spirit of gentleness, each one looking to yourself. Look at your own life. Look at the own issues in your life. Begin to examine your own life before you start ever looking at helping someone else. It's not judging. You're judging righteously. It's not You don't want to judge with hypocrisy or judge to condemn, but you want to look at it. They're caught in a trespass, and you're judging them righteously. Now I need to go and to help them in this trespass. So you go with a spirit of gentleness, but before you go, you have to examine your own life. Is there something that is happening in my own life that I have to examine myself so that you will not be tempted? In fact, you may have the same issue in your life that tries to take, take a hold of your life as this person has. So you have to examine your heart, examine your life. This is a scriptural truth all the way through the Word of God. David says to God, search my heart, O God, and examine. He's constantly going back to God about examining his own life. And if there's any anxious thoughts in my life or things in my life, lead me in the everlasting way, David says. So I believe before we try to correct someone else, that we judge them righteously. And if we judge them righteously, that part of that is examining our own life to make sure there's not any hypocrisy involved. And we're not trying to destroy them. We're trying to restore them and not allow this to become a stronghold in their lives. And we must say, God, do I have a problem with greed? Do I have a problem with honesty? Mm -hmm. Do I have a problem with a lack of patience? Do I have a problem with lust? Mm -hmm. And then examine it that we not be tempted in the same way that this individual is being tempted in their life. So it's really an examination of our own life before we try to help out anybody else. Bear one another's burdens and thereby fulfill the law of Christ. So if I'm doing it in that way, I'm taking the burden of my brother that has been caught in a trespass and I'm taking that burden and I'm standing in the gap and I'm saying to that brother, I'm here for you. I'm praying. I'm with you. We are brothers, and we're going to get through this burden that's in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Mm. And a life in the Spirit brings us to that person in the right way. So a person is caught in a trespass, examining my own life, going to them in gentleness, and taking on the burden of that individual which is the life of Christ, the law of Christ. He took our burdens, and he went to the cross, and he died for our sins. So the burden of that individual is the law of the Messiah. Now, I stumbled through that a little bit, but hopefully the people get the understanding of what Paul is saying here. For if anyone thinks he is something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. You know, th this is really sticking out to me because... That, that verse, for if anyone thinks he has something when he has nothing he deserves, it stands in contrast to bearing one another's burdens. And I just think there can be a desire to not associate with people that are quote-unquote sinners and, and to not necessarily help them through their burdens, whether it might be lust or greed or a plethora of other things, to not help them and restore them. And that's, I, I think, 
this kind of contrast between verse 2 and verse 3, I think, brings that to light. We fulfill the law of Christ by bearing one another's burdens. Let's not think that we are something when we're nothing and deceiving ourselves and think, oh, I can't associate with that. You know, I'm too holy for that. Yes. And this is singular. If anyone is caught in any trespass... So we're not talking about a person that I believe that is living in sin, Mm -hmm. but they've allowed something to come up. They've been caught in a trespass. Mm. Some people who do not want to walk in the Spirit use that as an opportunity to beat them up and to destroy them. Mm. First of all, we come to them with a spirit of gentleness, examining our own life, and making sure that we can even speak to the issue and we're willing to bear one another's burdens. And you're exactly exactly right. A person that does not do that thinks so highly of themselves that they are above that individual. Mm. So their reaction is to destroy them, to put them down, and to ridicule them among the other believers. Mm. And that's the opposite of what Jesus did for us. It's the opposite of the law of the Messiah. Mm. He took our burdens and he nailed them to the cross. Mm. So when we start focusing on ourselves, or let's put it even more contextually within the flow of thought, and we put it on the law, when we start seeing our identity according to the law, then we're easily looking down at individuals well, you are a person that I'm not going to associate with. And Jesus is taking the burdens and bringing us to a point of repentance. Mm-hmm. We should be doing the same thing to our brethren, mm-hmm. to those that maybe have allowed something to come up and they're caught in a trespass, to bear the burden, to be with them in prayer, and not to, not to think too highly of ourselves. Mm-hmm which is pride and arrogance. The Spirit of God will not allow pride and arrogance to build within our hearts. It will always break it down and keep us humble before God and humble before men. So again, for if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. And we are not anything outside of Christ. But each one must examine his own work his own life, and then he will have reason for boasting in regard to himself alone and not in regard to another. Because we like to boast by destroying another person, but allow our own life, our own work to speak for itself. Now, later on, he's going to say, I will only boast in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. But he's talking about the right perspective of how we treat a person that's caught in a trespass not to destroy them, but to restore them and to be humble before God and before man. Verse 5, for each one will bear his own load. The one who has taught the word is to share all good things with one who teaches him. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked, for whatever a man sows, this he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Mm. This is a spiritual truth for every believer. If you are sowing to the flesh, at some point it will bring forth the flesh. Sin just doesn't happen overnight. 
we have to start feeding the flesh, and then the sin takes place. There is a progression. Remember, if you look back at Jacob's letter to the Jewish believers, he talks about this progression of sin, of how it takes a foothold in our lives and it brings forth death. In the same way, we must understand that every day we must feed the spirit and not feed the flesh. If you're a believer and you're constantly feeding the flesh, do not think that you're going to be okay. At some point, you're going to have a problem. And the goal is not to go back under the law. The goal is stop feeding the flesh and feed your spirit the things of God. And if you feed the spirit, then the fruit of the spirit will be alive. And remember, if we are sowing to the Spirit, what the consequences or what is the result of that is eternal life. But if we're feeding the flesh, this will lead us into corruption. It will lead us away from God. It will lead us to the things of the world where it gets us into bondage to the things of the world. So every day, feed the Spirit. Be in the Word of God. Be on your knees before God in prayer. Pray consistently, constantly, live a life of worship and prayer unto God, and do not feed the flesh. Be very determined in your life not to watch things that feed the flesh, not to listen to things that feed the flesh, not to be around people that are influencing you to the things of the flesh. Remember, bad company corrupts good morals. Do not take the philosophy of this world and feed it into our flesh and think that it will not have an impact upon our lives. Daily dying to ourselves, feeding the Spirit of God, sowing into the Spirit of God, which will reap a life for God, eternal life. And I like what you said, too, when we looked at this contextually, the idea of sowing. And if you want to put to death the deeds of the flesh, sow to the Spirit. Because it stands in contrast to what we've been reading in this whole book of these people presenting the law, saying, oh, that the law is the way we, we can move forward. The law is the way we're perfected. And, and what he's saying right here is in complete contrast. No, no, no. If you want to put to death the, the flesh, sow to the Spirit. Yes, and I would say it in this way. If you want to keep the moral aspects of the law, the love of God and the love of others, then you feed the Spirit. Mm. It's not going back to the law. It's about a life in the Spirit. And that historically is true through the whole nation of Israel. The law is from the outside, the old covenant, the Sinai covenant that was given to the people of faith. The new covenant is from the inside out based upon the forgiveness of sins. Mm -hmm. So therefore, if you want to know how to live a life pleasing to God, it's the Spirit of God within you. Feed the Spirit every day. Mm -hmm. And as we continue with that, he says in verse 9, Let us not lose heart in doing good. Part of feeding the Spirit is doing what is right every day. For in due time, we will reap if we do not grow weary. This is a marathon race. This is not a 100-meter sprint. Mm. So we must always look at the eternal, look at the long term, always feeding the Spirit and not grow weary. This is who we are. We are people of the Spirit. It's not something that we're doing today and then tomorrow we will decide, okay, are we going to feed the flesh or live by the Spirit and walk in the Spirit? No, it's every day a life in the Spirit. Mm -hmm. Verse 10, so then, while we have opportunity, let us do good to all people and especially to those who are the household of faith. 
So we're going to treat everybody in the right way. We're going to love those who persecute us. We're going to bless those who curse us. We're going to pray for those that want to destroy our lives. We're going to treat everybody in the right way because this is the Spirit of God within us, but especially those that are of the household of faith, our brothers and sisters in the Lord. By the Spirit of God within us, even one of them that's caught in a trespass, we're going to restore them, try to restore them in the right way Hmm. by examining our own lives, by coming in a spirit of gentleness, which is one of the characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit, making sure that we're not caught in the same issue, by taking their burden upon us. Think about a brother that's in a trespass. You may have to walk with that brother for a long time, carrying that burden with them to actually see that restoration fully implemented within their heart. I've known brothers that have been caught in a trespass. People have destroyed them. People have beat them up. And sometimes within the body of Christ, and there's one other person that comes beside them and say, hey, I'm going to pick you up, and we're going to walk this walk back to restoration Mm. in a way that we're going to do this together. Mm. That's the Spirit of God. Mm. It's the law that wants to destroy them. Think about John chapter 8. The two that were caught in adultery, according to the law, they're condemned. They only brought the woman. What about the man? The hypocrisy was exposed as they brought her. The law already condemns her. She's already judged. She should be destroyed. The law was given through Moses. Grace and truth are realized through Jesus the Messiah. Therefore, Jesus did not come to condemn her, but to give her life. She's already condemned. And just like David in the Old Covenant, as he cried out for mercy and grace and forgiveness, the law already judged him he should be destroyed, but he cried out for the grace of God and a true repentance from the heart. And Jesus says, I haven't come to condemn, but to give you life. Mm -hmm. And at the end of that dialogue with her, Where are those that condemn you? They're not here. Neither do I. Now go and stop this sin in your life. Sin no more. Jesus had forgiven her. Jesus had given her a second chance. Jesus had opposed those that would destroy her. In the same way, that spirit should live with inside of us. Mm -hmm. That even people that are caught in a trespass, we want restoration within their lives. Especially the household of faith that we treat everybody by this grace and this mercy, this spirit of gentleness, the spirit of God that is within inside of us. I explain it sometimes in this way. God's mercy has come to my life. I am a person of mercy. I'm not forced to do that. I understand this. God's grace has come into my life. I am a person that walks in his grace. God's forgiveness has come in my life. I am a person of forgiveness. It's not something that I have to do. It's who I am by God's Spirit. The Spirit of Christ is within me. The law judged the world. It is sinful. Christ has brought forgiveness. Now, I am a person of forgiveness. I am a person of mercy. I am a person of grace. 
And this has to be demonstrated through a life in the Spirit. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we pray that your Spirit, which indwells us, will be leading and guiding us every single day, that we're putting to death the deeds of the flesh, but the fruit of the Spirit is working every day within our lives. And Lord, break all arrogance and pride within our lives and let us walk humbly before our God and before men. And Lord, let us examine our own lives and let us not be feeding the flesh, but sowing to the Spirit because we are people of the Spirit. And Lord, I just pray that the walk in the Spirit that you so desire for us to have will be evident within our lives. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you'd like to learn more about IGM or have any questions about this podcast, feel free to reach out to us at info at and connect with us on Instagram at integrity underscore global and Facebook at Integrity Global Missions. If you like our podcast, please share it and leave a review. Thank you for listening. Have a blessed day.